This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Backpacking Podcast, coming to you from beautiful downtown Nicholasville, Kentucky, in the Kelly Garage studio with my good friend, the not as bearded Jeremiah Jerome Stringer. How are you, man? Good morning. I am awake and alive. This is early for you, man. Yeah, I've been on break for a while. It's about 10 till 10 a.m. while we're recording this, and I think that it should be a rule that nobody can work before 10. Hot take. Hot take right there. Yeah. Hot take right there. Now, I would be. I would believe that from backpacking with you, that you feel that way. <laughs> well, I like to sleep in, man. But, hey, on our last trip, whenever um, we were out together... I was up at 6 a.m. Dude, you nailed it on that trip because you were actually ready before Jason Waugh. I like to close down the party and then uh, sleep in. (laughs) I was the last to go to bed. Were you? Yeah, but everybody pretty much went to bed uh, after you went to bed. Yeah. See, people don't know, John went to bed, uh, I don't know, probably an hour. Like nine. (laughs) I was at like nine. Before I did, but... Everybody's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And I was like, all right, good night, old man. You know what that means? What's that? It means I'm the life of the party, and when I leave, the party ends. That's, that's what that right. means. That's That's all that means. Even Wish's kids were ready to go to bed, but in their defense. They'd hiked a lot of miles. Yeah, they hiked a lot of miles. That Except day. for one of his sons. <laughs> yeah. And we're not going to talk about that because he's only 17, and we don't want to like make fun of a 17-year-old on our podcast. So. I love making fun. I do it for a living. I'll make fun of him to him, but I'll, I'll be nice on a podcast. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be gentle on this one. Yeah. Well, we all have fun, and I slept six hours, so that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I slept a lot more than six hours. Yeah, I know. I slept like nine hours that night. I woke up six, and then I chilled, made some coffee, brushed my teeth. It's always nice having a little downtime. I normally, it, it takes me like 45 minutes. If I skip breakfast and don't have to poop, I can just get up, get going. It takes me 45 minutes, which people think is an astronomical amount of time to the time you wake up to the time you leave camp, 45 minutes. That's really good. I thought that was okay. That's really good, but I think. an hour and a half? Easy. Oh, man. Easy. Anybody can be ready in an hour and a half. Well, yeah. Except for Jason. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I'm sorry, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. He told me. He's like, okay, we're rolling out 730. And in his defense, we did roll out at 730. We rolled right out at 730. But we could have rolled out earlier. We could have rolled out at like 7 almost. Yeah. Yeah, because I got up at 6, and I think I was ready before 7. And like I was, I think I was drinking. I think I was eating my breakfast, coming and talking to you guys. I had like one of those complete cookies. Yeah. So I just was like, "That's easy. That's an easy breakfast." So I had one of those things, and I walked back, and I was just hanging out with you guys talking while <laughs> yeah. you're all setting up and getting tore down, <laughs> setting up and getting tore down. That makes no sense. That's okay. While you were tearing down. So. Well, I I think that one of the easiest things to tear down is single wall tent. Yeah. That is um, non freestanding. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy, man. Pull out the trekking pole and just stuff it into a stuff sack. Yeah, take out all the stakes and you're done. Now, what does screw me up a little bit is I have a Lunar Solo by Six Moons Designs, 
And you saw, I like to do, um, if you can cut a stick that's like in the shape of a Y, or I just found a oh, stick Oh, yeah, rolling. your side pullouts? Yeah, use those pullouts and pull them up. A little hack. Don't pull them out. Don't just stake them straight to the ground. If you have pull-ups on the side, or pull-outs, not pull-ups. My, my son wears pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, not pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> if you have pull-outs on the side of your tent, Make sure you use a stick or a trekking pole that's, that's going to be higher enough. than the, the actual pullout. Mm-hmm. I would say like at least thirty percent higher because <laughs> John is so confused. <laughs> we're we're recording in the very professional John Kelly garage, and for some reason our light was unplugged <laughs> and the battery died. So yeah, but my piece on that is use. Use the pull-out to pull up, right? not just straight out, because you're not going to get as much head and foot room. And we all know where you got that tip from. Where did I get it from? You got that from Dan Becker. Oh, did I? Oh, you totally did. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. You didn't. He did talk about that, though, not too long ago with his his tent. Yeah, I think everybody should do that. Yeah, it's a really smart move. It, I noticed the headroom it gave you. Oh, Especially because you're, you're like nine and a half feet tall, so it's like being yeah. able to get up in a tent is a little harder for you than it is for someone like me who's 5'8". Now, whenever I was in Colorado, we slept next to a pond, and it was like, I don't know, very high elevation. I don't know if that played into it at all. Super cold, and uh, next to that pond, and I took that lunar solo, which is a single wall. Oh, man. Dude, there was so, you you raise up, and you touch any part of it, and it's just like dripping wet all oh, over yeah. you. Oh, yeah, all the humidity. Mm-hmm. I used the, the pullouts on each side, yeah. and it still, still wasn't enough. You know, it's funny you say that, because... Uh, People don't realize, like, just because it's cold uh-huh. doesn't mean there's not humidity. No. Doesn't mean there's not water in the air. Yeah. And it, it can actually freeze on your tent if oh, you're out yeah. there. You get the condensation. It definitely freeze. And then it'd be just ice chips that fall on you if you hit it. I've had that on my tarp. Yeah. Like, where I woke up in the morning and I noticed, like, it was darker than normal mm-hmm. under the tarp, and I pushed it, and I watched it crack, like the, the ice crack on the outside and just kind of fall off. You know what I always struggle with with the tarp? What's that? Is how high I need to pitch it above the hammock. Oh, yeah. I don't know how high it can be if you know if you still want it to be a windbreak and you want it to like keep the rain off of you. I'm sure it depends on the height or the size of the tarp. So right, like, right. mine's long on each side, and it's long just like... Along the ridge line. Right. So I'd never know just how high up in the air to pitch it. And I right. like the hammock to be like a seat. So if I can sit comfortably in it with my feet firmly planted on the ground, yeah, then that's where I want it. But the tarp, I want to be able to walk under it. And, you know, if there is condensation, I don't want to have to touch my head. Yeah. So if I pitch it too low, you have to crouch down really hard. And then, even then, you could still be touching it. Oh, yeah. Well, and honestly, for me, I have T-Rex arms. So, <laughs> like, literally, like, my arms are abnormally short. Like, I'm already a short person, but I have short arms for a short person. Yeah. And so, setting up a hammock can be really frustrating if the trees are further apart. <laughs> because you have to you have to put the straps up higher to get mm-hmm. the angle right. And, man, dude... You want to talk about frustration. You're on your tiptoes. You're trying to get it up there. Then you get it all set up, and you go to sit down, and you realize it needs to go higher. Yeah. If you have it all set up and the tarp set up, and you need to raise it. Oh, it's the worst. 
Bro, you want to know? The, and here's the thing: when it happens like that, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just gonna. It's gonna be the way it is. Like, I don't care if it's tight tonight and the tension's bad. I don't even care. Like, can I sleep in it? And typically, it's fine. Yeah, but it's just like it's not perfect. Well, I mentioned this in a previous um, episode. We was talking about me sleeping in a ten foot hammock, being so tall. Yes, and Jason like played a dirty trick. Well, because he let me borrow his ten foot right on the yeah. same trip that we yeah. were all on. Yeah, my first time sleeping in a hammock. And, and you had a, you put a, a sleeping pad in it. Yeah, I used a sleeping pad in it, and that was awful too. But <laughs> I remember, he, that. I never. Now I will try it with a bridge hammock. Right, I plan on doing that. But you know, the sleeping pad's not for me. It's it is for some other people. I know Tim Watson uses one a lot, and Josh Ebersole, yeah, or Ebersole still still can't pronounce it right. But <laughs> anyway, the point is, is Jason was like, "Okay, I know this is your first time sleeping in a hammock, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Okay, get, let me give you some good clean advice. It, w- when something doesn't feel right, even if it's gonna suck, even if it's cold, you need to get out of there and fix it." And I was like, "Okay." So I got out of that hammock three or four times. Cause I kept feeling, I kept feeling it felt like uh, it was super tight around my legs. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this?" And then he comes in the next day. He's like, "That was calf ridge, man. It's because the hammock's too short for you." Died like. <laughs> I remember the first thing he did was walk over to me, wake oh, me up, and went, "Hey, man, how'd you sleep?" And I was like, "Not good, man." I remember that. Was I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I had a had a camera stuck in my. That face. was me. That was me. That had oh, the camera you? in your face. I brought the camera over, shoved it in your face, and go, "How was your night?" And you're going. I did not sleep well. No, it wasn't good. But I'll tell you the <laughs> hardest, you're talking about readjusting the straps. That's the worst, right? Oh, man. So with Hunter, whenever we went to Linville Gorge. Talking about Hunter Musgrove? Yeah. Hunter. So Hunter's trip is his, his handle on Instagram and YouTube. We went to Linville Gorge, and the first night, the camping was great. But the second night, we camped down real low, and you had to go down this steep hill to get to where our campsite was. And I remember I was adju- I was I set up my hammock, right? And yeah. then it was a super funky place to set up. Goat, he, he had to set up with pretty much his hammock like there's a rock, a gigantic rock that was like a 8 or 10 foot drop down if you fall off the side. And there's these trees growing up next to it. Like one on the rock and one right off the rock. And he had to like hang over the rock to put a strap on. And so his hammock was like kind of swinging Heck real no. close to the edge. Heck it no. was a, I thought it was a cool setup because on one side he could get in, but the other side, if he failed, then obviously he'd get hurt. He's dead. Well, I don't think dead. He's dead. I think he could survive that. He's a pretty tough guy. He is a tough guy. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know much about Goat up until like I talked to some of you guys. Yeah. I'm finding out like Goat basically grew up in the woods and he probably knows more about backpacking and living out in the woods than anybody. Yeah, do you know what he did? He's a a re not a reenactor. That's not the right word for it. He there's a date, like a cutoff date, and I don't remember when it was. It's like eighteen forty two or something. It was a long time ago. Yeah. He can only use tools and equipment that they would have before that date. Whatever the date is, I'll have to ask him. And we can talk about yeah, it at a different yeah. time, too. We're probably going to get him on here at some point. Oh, yeah. Goat, dude. He One of the funniest people I ever met. I swore he was a comedian. And if you want to check out his YouTube, I think it is Life According to Goat or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And he's always like, yo, kids. Hilarious. I thought he was a comedian. He never would tell me his job. So, anyway, 
Um, I don't remember what I was talking about before that, but I was going to tell you about hanging hunters. Oh yeah, the the date. So he can't use equipment before that. So he would go out in the woods, and I think he lived out there for weeks or months. Yeah, and it was only the, I guess you would call it primitive. He didn't have anything that we have, and no sleeping bag, nothing like that. I guess he used like wool blankets and that kind of thing. So he'd stay out and like live in the woods. We really need to get him on here so he could tell us all about it. Oh, my gosh, it. man. That's just kind of cool. So I want to tell you about Hunter. Yeah. Hunter, I had like the Who only... Who is the king of ultralight. Yes. That dude, his his hammock setup weighs like less than a pound. Like the yeah. entire it's, thing. It's a mono lot. Is that what you call yeah. the material? It's yeah, like you can see-through. see through it. You can see through it. Mm-hmm. His tarp is Dyneema. He uses Dyneema straps that weigh little... Like two or three ounces, dude. His straps are—they um, look like ribbon. They look like paper. Yeah, it's like ribbon you would tie around a present or something. Yeah, and he ties knots instead of doing like actual. Like I use the beetle buckles. Yeah, right, right, right. So they're super easy, and if you want to adjust it, you just like pull the strap and then it's adjusted. Yeah, but his—he has to like retie the knot at whatever length. I think it takes a lot of experience to figure out what your suspension should be like whenever you're using knots like that. Yeah. So I had like the only flat spot. Jason has these like 20 foot straps, and those suckers were like in a straight line that people need to go back and watch his video. And you can see it in there. I was showing Bridge. Well, he's laughing. short like me. You can't you can't get up high. Well, he, for like these long trees. The trees were so far apart. Yeah, man, so far. And he's climbing around. You know, like you were talking about the the farther they are, the higher it has, it to, has be. to be. Yeah, and it's still probably going to be a pretty tight lay. Yeah, because if you don't hammock camp, you don't know that you can adjust the tightness of the lay. Yeah. So. He's climbing up around these trees and stuff, and it's they're just like a straight line in both directions. His oh, hammocks hanging. Man. He said he slept great. He had his um, the zip on. You know they they make a hard shell. Oh yeah, the cover. His, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the top cover for it. Mm-hmm. It's got a little vent that mm-hmm. you can see out of and not get as much condensation in there. It keeps it warm. Yes, a keeps lot. It warmer. Really warm. So Hunter, I had like the only flat semi-normal spot. My yeah. trees were still pretty far apart. Or maybe they're super close together, one or the other. Hunter went up. It was so funny. He went up the hill from me. So this steep incline or decline, I mean, it was sharp, dude. Like, yeah. it was hard to stand up there. And he found two ter- two trees that were the right length. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> he hung his hammock. And I was, I went up there and I had a ridge line that I was letting him use. Because he was wanting to know how to use loop aliens or something, and they were on my ridge line. I was like, I brought an extra ridge line. I normally with my tarp, I want to use line locks. Because, oh, really? Yeah, I like to just <clears throat> tie the line around the tree, and then I cinch the line locks, and that's the way I like to do it. But I've also used a ridge line. Yeah, I use a ridge line. So for those that don't know, quick and easy definition: ridge line. Um, if you're using it for a tarp, it's like a, a string going between the two trees above your hammock. Usually then, made with am steel. Am steel, yeah, yeah, it's very common material for the ridge line. And then you just hook your tarp onto that ridge line using whatever pressic knots or whatever yeah. you want. So I was letting him use this ridge line and I was showing him how to set it up using those loop aliens. Because everybody's um like ridge lines and suspensions and stuff, there's just a slightly different thing, different way to do it. The wasp by Dutch. 
Yeah. It's a little bit different than the Loop Alien or what are those ones that War Bonnet sent us? Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some kind of tick. Yeah, that's something. T- yeah, I saw those those little, little ones. I haven't used mm-hmm. them. I haven't used them yet either. I'll no. try them out probably. Well, and I use I use the GLTs from uh, Loop Alien for mine. For yeah. My, for my tarps, for my uh, ridge line or my guy lines. Yeah, for staking down. Those are awesome. Yeah, those are the. Are they stretchy? Well, it's they're just little. They're about this big. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're not watching online, if you're not seeing, <laughs> I'm holding up my fingers, maybe two thirds of an inch. Yeah. In size, and like just a few grams. I they mean, they just hook on there. Yeah, and you you actually one will hook onto like uh, like I do um I do like continuous loops. Uh-huh. I do those that I put around the the ends of my tarp, and they're made with um, shot cords. So there's a little bit of give to them. Uh-huh. I just hook the one side to that, and then you run your guy line through it, and then once you get it through, you tighten it, pull it through, and it clicks into place, and that's it. And you're I done. Need to try those. Yeah, they're great. I really like the line locks, man. They're like line locks proof though. Line locks gave up on me though. Why? Because after a while, your guidelines because they're always going through there, uh-huh. they kind of get soft or sh- they they start loosening up, and so my line locks started quitting on me. Are you sure you're using the right gauge? Yeah, of, uh, yeah. I actually line? contacted a, a YouTuber who's been doing hammock stuff for like twenty years. Uh-huh. And just called him and asked him what he did. And he said, well, I make these. He goes, I'll send you some. I'll make them for you so they're just like what I use. Yeah. And I got them. And then I got up on the Red River Gorge last January. Mm-hmm. It was the weekend you guys all got together um, where a bunch of you windy. came out. And I was there the night winter. before you guys got there, and it was all wind. Yeah. And I couldn't keep my tarp down the whole night. It kept blowing up. With the line locks? With it the was line slip- locks. You're saying it slipped. It kept slipping out. Yeah. Yeah. So these are slip-proof. And that's that's why I like them because it's more tension. Yeah. And so it's it's more slip proof and it just I feel more, I feel like they're gonna stay in place better. Maybe I need to try that. Yeah, and they're pretty they're easy to use. Yeah. Really easy, not expensive. I think it's like fifteen bucks, and you get a pack of like five of them or four of them or something like that. I know the line locks are super cheap. You get like three for a dollar or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's they're super inexpensive on any website. And what's gear. scary is like all four of those GLTs probably mm-hmm. weigh the same weight as one line lock. Wow, these little things, all these, all the little things add up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you're really just trying to cut some weight, I mean, and here's the thing. It's like, we always joke about gram weenies. Yeah. But at the heart of it, we have a little gram weenie issue with Everybody ourselves. Does, yeah. Like, right? we, all, we all have issues with being gram weenies. Um, but if you can cut some weight, but also feel more secure, like mm-hmm. everything's going to hold in place. Yeah. I'm down with that every time. So, and it's not an expensive thing. It's not like it's 200 bucks. It's right. like 15, 16 bucks, something it, like that. It's also fun to just try the different stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm actually gonna look these up because now you got me curious about. <laughs> I'll make sure I'm not saying something I'm wrong about. Yeah, go ahead, man. I think it's I think it's fun to just try the different pieces of gear too and experiment. Some people like to just get what they like, get it dialed in, and be as comfortable as possible, and that's fine too. But I like trying out the different setups. Yeah, I tried out um, the Loop Aliens. Tried out the Wasp. Um and tried out the line locks and I'll try out those ticks if they're for a ridge line, but I'm telling you, man, if if you're dumb like me when it comes to figuring this stuff out the first time you do it, the line locks are idiot proof. Now that would be a big downside if you know if they're going to slip on you, right? That would be a no go, especially in the wind or if it's raining. Yeah, definitely not worth it. <laughs> 
No. If the wind and rain blow that tarp up, oh. Oh, that was awful, too, because that night was just me to get away. Because I was supposed to go with you guys, but I had yeah. a funeral I had to go to that weekend, so I wasn't able to be there for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, yeah, they weigh 0. .46 grams. What's the line locks weigh? The, I don't know, but they don't weigh 0. .46 grams, I don't think. They're plastic. I don't know what yeah, they weigh. But 0. .46, dude. 0. .46. Means two of them weigh less than a gram. <sighs> yeah, but I'm wondering about the cordage. I think the cordage would be lighter. I have, um, let's see, Ben sent me some cordage. Ben at Hilltop Packs, mm-hmm. he sent me some cordage that he uses for bear line, and I can't remember what it is, but I used the same thing for my, um, what what are they called? Pull, pull-outs on your tarp? No, not pull-outs. What is what is it called? The line that's going from your line locks to the stake in the ground. The guy line, guy lines. Yeah, G U Y guy line. Yes. Yeah. So 20, I use twenty three dollars by the way. Twenty three dollars. Twenty three dollars for the for the GLTs, the micro GLTs. So you get four four of them with the guy lines. Okay. And I think it comes with the uh, the loops too, the continuous loops. I don't know what the continuous loop is. That just go on the end of your tarp that's the as a piece, place to tie to. Yeah, that's the that's what you put on your tarp. That's the that's the shock cord. Okay. So it has a little bit of give, uh-huh. which makes it not so rigid. So when the wind does blow, yeah, it's got a little flex. It's a got a little bit of flex to it. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't just automatically jerk the 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 cordage. Yeah. Man, there's so many different things. So many different <laughs> right? things that you can try. That's the thing about hammocking, is. With the like every tent I have, I'm kind of locked into whatever that tent does. That's what you do. Yes. So like I have, um, we Bridget and I actually borrowed almost all of our gear whenever we first started backpacking. And right. There's just there's a couple beautiful people, love them, the Ebersols that uh, we go to church with, and their neighbors in our subdivision. Is that why you get so confused with Josh? Because their name is Ebersole and his name is Ebersole? I don't know. I guess so. It all, it all comes together now. It all makes sense. I yeah. get it now. Maybe you, yeah. I, have I've, a discovered, I've discovered the issue with saying Josh's name correctly. So we borrowed a bunch of gear from them, and they had a half dome, like three-person tent or two and a half or whatever from REI. Oh, yeah. That's a good tent. Yeah. And they're they're good budget entry option, but they're yeah. heavy compared to like something I would take now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we would take that, and whatever the tent has, that's what you do. And we bought um, a North Face Triarch 3, which, by the way, North Face, they do stand by the warranty. We were talking about this in a previous episode, too, the companies with the warranty, like Osprey. Yep. So North Face, um, we bought this tent. It's a Triarch 3, so it's a three-person tent. You stayed in it. Mm -hmm. I call it like the cathedral or the 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 palace. The palace, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So... My rain fly on that thing, or whatever you want to call it, the hard shell that goes on the outside, it the zipper on it messed up multiple times. When I first bought the tent, I bought it at REI Garage Sale, so it had been used and returned. And they don't do the they don't technically call it garage; they just call it clearance now. I think oh. with, with REI, I, I didn't know that. I think I think it's what it is. I think they got rid of the term because I haven't seen garage sale in a while. Yeah, but you um, know what I mean. But yeah, it's it's clearance. It's their clearance yeah. stuff. Well, people can buy gear and then return and it. And then return for it. Up to you can year. buy the return, yeah. Unless they're just like, oh, I use these shoes and I've used up the life of it. You're going to look it up? 
Yeah, because I want to make sure I'm not saying something stupid. Yeah. So, which wouldn't be the first time that's ever happened. Well, we but, do uh, it all the time. Let's see. Maybe they still do the garage. No, no, they still do it. Is it called garage sale still? Yeah, it's it's for members only. Uh, 20 bucks, you're a member for life, baby. I know. I'm signed in right now, so. Get that credit card. Spend all that money because this is America. We love it. I don't do credit cards. <laughs> well, it's like I was talking about before. You can use the credit card and get the discount and then just pay it off yeah. Oh, yeah. at the front desk or on your phone. And you have to go to a local store to do it. Like, what do you for mean? a lot of the stuff, it's like... Um, the garage sale? Yeah, you're actually buying it yeah. from a store because it's yeah. somebody returning it to that store. Mm-hmm. So people return it, and I bought this um, North Face Triarch 3, and the the seam tape, the seams aren't like glue sealed or whatever you call it where they paint on the seal. They were taped. Yeah. Because I assume this stuff is mass produced. Right. So it's quicker and easier than painting it and then letting well, it Well, and depending, sometimes tape is better. Depending on the, on what you're using it in. Well, it wasn't in this case. Because <laughs> that stuff... Now... <laughs> what? I'm sorry, that's just hilarious. Oh, wasn't it wasn't in this case. It was all coming off, so if it rained, it would just drip through. That's odd, yeah. So they so, didn't tape it well. Well, I don't... I think that some whoever set it up, whoever had it before I did, where I bought it used, I think that they didn't know how to set it up the right way. I need to do a video on how to set it up. I don't even know if they still sell the tin. It may be a waste of my time. What's it called? I'll find out. North Face Triarch 3. So you got to set it up. It's kind of funky and difficult. But after you get it down, it's not a big deal. My wife still doesn't like setting up part of it. Because putting the rain fly on, you have to like hook your fingers in. You might have done it. $379. Yeah. Of course, that's the two. That's not the three. Yeah, mine was the three. But remember at the garage sales... You get them at a cheaper price. Oh yeah, yeah, used. yeah, yeah. But it's a five hundred dollar tent, man. Yeah, I don't remember how much we paid for it—two, three hundred dollars, probably. Wow, you got a good deal on that's a five hundred dollar tent. Well, and I it called, still looks like a palace. Yeah, I called North Face and I asked him. I was like, "Hey, I'm about to buy this tent used. Would you all fix the rain fly? Is it still under warranty?" And they're like, "Yeah." So I mailed it in. They fixed it. They sent it back. Then the zipper tore up. So I mailed it in again. Um, and I was like, hey, I need this back by a certain date because we're doing the Foothills Trail. My wife and I are taking that, and we split the weight. Yeah, 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 which makes it not very heavy, actually. Mm-hmm. It is like a five-pound tent. But it's only two and a half pounds each right. if you split it up. So we'll do, like, I'll carry the stakes and the poles and the rain fly, and she'll carry the tent body or whatever's the most even right, split. Right, right. You can't get it exact. So they mail it back, and they get it back to me really quick. They're like, oh, yeah, you're doing a through hike at the Foothills Trail. We can get it back to you right. within that time. And I was like, okay. So they sent it back. The zipper messes up. I think they might have sent it back after fixing the rain fly initially. Yeah. The zipper messes up on the Foothills Trail, and we had to kind of jerry-rig it. Oh, so no. it's got a door on both sides. So the, the uh, vestibule... On each side. There it is, brother. <laughs> that was it, man. You nailed it. <laughs> the I th- vegetable. I, th- I think Jeffrey Gar- Garmeyer making fun of you finally got you to start saying it right. He bullied me into it, man. <laughs> so it's got one on each side, and one of them messed up. You can still use the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it happened again. I sent it back. They sent it back to me. It happened again the last trip that Bridget and I went on. We went to Big South Fork. Did you need a new tent? Well, I, I, I called them, and I was like, this is getting kind of ridiculous. This is the third time I've had to mail it to you guys. The first time I paid postage, but the next yeah. next two times they paid it for me. Right. Sent me a print-off label. Yeah. Well, I sent it back to them again, and I was like, this is getting kind of ridiculous. 
And I've even made a note on there on the warranty form. Like, this is the third time I've had to mail this rainfly to you. And he fixed the zipper twice. Well, they sent me a completely brand new rainfly on this last So one. did you just have a completely defective rainfly? I don't know what it is, man. But I was pretty impressed that North Face, even though this tent may be how old, two or three years, is I've used it quite a bit now. Yeah. They still were like, yeah, we'll stand by the warranty. And they, they must still sell it because... They mail me a completely new rainfly. So hot take. Mm-hmm. North Face takes care of their customers. Well, they take care of one customer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the rest, but no, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. North Face. I think that they could get a bad rap because their gear is expensive. I think overpriced, probably. Yeah. Unless they want to sponsor the podcast, and then yeah. they're not overpriced. That's I'm just awesome. kidding. I'm not a sellout. Awesome. Okay, so we had a topic we we're going to talk about, but I'm I'm not going to go on that topic. We're yeah, just going to let's just keep rolling, cause, bro. Because I'm having fun with this. Yeah, I want to ask you. Christmas yeah. is now over. Yes. What'd you get for Christmas this year, man? Oh, backpacking wise. Yeah. Um, my favorite backpacking gift that I got for Christmas, and I would suggest everybody doing this if uh, you have something you're super passionate about, like I am about backpacking. Make a make a running list of things that you want to add to your backpacking gear closet on and then, Amazon, Amazon or wherever. I use the app called AnyList, and my wife oh, and I yeah. both have access to it, and we even do our groceries like that. Really? So that's cool. You know, you can just go through and uncheck mark things that you need to add to your grocery list, or you can be like, "Hey Alexa, sorry if you're listening to this out loud, and I just activated your Amazon product." Well, but, it's it's out there. You're good, man. So. Yeah, but what about all the people listening, man? Oh, they're in the cars. If they have an Amazon in their car, then they are way cooler than we are. <laughs> yeah. I see those advertised, though. Yeah. Those Alexas in your car. Oh, they do. But you're like, hey, add this to my grocery list, and it will. So yep. I keep a running list, and my wife has access to it. And so I put on there, I wanted a Silky Saw, Gone Boy Edition, which is the 8-inch Yeah, plate. dude. Yeah, so she got it for me. And I would suggest anybody that's going to do some like winter camping, or if you need a saw, Dude, the silk you have one. Yeah, dude, I've got what? the I've got the pocket boy. Yeah, so yours is lighter. It's but lighter. It's, it's a little smaller than yours, but man, it's like a like a warm knife through butter. Yeah, when you use that thing, it's it's awesome. I yeah. love the silky saws. I and got it, mine for Christmas last year. Yeah, yeah, they fold close too. Yeah, the grip is rubber. Yep. You don't have to worry. And it has a case. I don't know if I'm going to take the case, though. I am i don't take the case with me when I go out. Uh-huh. Um, I did it originally because, you know, it's new and you're trying to take care of it. And then you start yeah. thinking, wait a second, I'm sawing wood with this. Why am I worried about this? Yeah. Um, but when I bring it home, I keep I put it in the case. You know, so I store it in the case. You know, um, I took a trip with Jason to Kentucky Lake. Okay. And we did some backpacking out there. And we even swam. We, we uh, carried out um, floaties. And used them at the lake. You carried floaties out with you? <laughs> that was my luxury out on that trip. That's hilarious. Did you use a pillow later on? God, that's a good idea. Now, they were those big hoop ones. Dual purpose? Yeah. That would be a good idea. Yeah. So, we got out there, and he was like, last time I was here, I forgot my Silky. And he even bought a new one. I remember. Yeah, I know what you're talking about right mm-hmm. now. And he found it. It was still out there. It was still out there. It was a little rusty. He cleaned it up. But it's a good thing, because... I was using the new one that he bought. First time it had ever been used. You I was broke using it, it, didn't you? I was using it in the Smokies on our trip. Oh, no. And I snapped the tip. You snapped got, you, it. You have to be real careful because they are flimsy. Yeah, yeah. All, all I don't know. If anybody's watching online just saw me take my hand and go, <laughs> it's flimsy. 
Well, they got to watch on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel. That's right. Which they want to see all of her. We are getting ready this year to transition all live streams. Yes. At some point, we haven't figured out when yet. We're actually going to be talking about that, but we're going to be transitioning all of our live streams only to the Backpacking Podcast. Yes. Channel. We'll. I'm sure we'll slowly do it. We got to. We got to talk it out, have yeah. a little business meeting, and yeah. see the best, most effective yeah. way. But we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but make sure you're if you want to watch the live streams. Yes. So if you're new to the podcast, we do live streams sometimes too. Yeah, Monday which, nights starting January 25th. Yeah, and we can now officially announce our first guest of the year. Oh, you want to? Yeah, our first guest of the year is going to be Syntax 77. All right. And so we're pretty excited to have Syntax on the show. He's an OG uh, on YouTube, man. He's an OG on YouTube and his website. As good as his YouTube is, mm-hmm. his website is killer. Have you been to his website? No, I didn't even know he had a website. Okay, so his website, and, and it's a Christmas present for everybody. Because yeah. any trip he goes on, he puts the GPX stuff on there for you so you can find the trail that he used. Yeah. He puts down um, what he carried, his entire loadout for that trip, and does a summary of the trip. Wow. So if you're looking to hike anywhere where he's hiked, you can get on his website and get all the information you need, and you can basically yeah. plan a trip using his website. So the GPX is like the file data of what yeah, he hiked, you right? you can download the GPX file, and you can upload it into, like, Gaia or All Trails or any of those things, mm. and it just, yeah, he does all that. I mean, he really, he's one of those guys that, man, like, he puts out good videos and everything, right. but he cares about the community, and he provides a service to the community. Did you know that... The very first backpacking trip he went on, he recorded on YouTube, and he's done every backpacking trip as a video. Um, every single one. My very first backpacking trip was on YouTube. Have you recorded every single trip? There's something from almost every trip. Yeah. Not, not like the overnights. Yeah, sometimes I like, like to just go out and get away. I, and I would dare say if he just did an overnight that wasn't anywhere special, he probably didn't post anything on it. Let's ask him. We will. We'll ask him. We'll find it. We're going to find out. We're going to get to the bottom of this. The whole point of the live stream is that our our listeners and our viewers can ask questions too. Right. While we're live streaming. This episode is sponsored by us. I know. Yeah. So I say for our sponsorship today, what you need to do is go subscribe to the channel and tune into those live streams and ask whatever relevant questions you want. And we don't just have on YouTubers. We got. Some other people come oh, on. We've too. got, dude. <laughs> this is going to be an epic year for this podcast. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, so Christmas. Back to Christmas. Okay, Christmas. So you got so, the, you got the gone boy. What else mm-hmm. did you get for Christmas this year? I got um, multiple new pairs of darn tough socks. Really? Yes. You like the darn toughs? Yes, I actually I have three pairs that was that I got for Christmas. I already had a couple of other pairs of darn tough. And you don't want to dry those things for too long. No, they kind no. of crink. They like shrink up and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I have some that I've dried too long, and that's my fault. Yeah. Well, can I tell you something about, about go, darn tough socks? Yeah. Go ahead. I was I was gonna call them Gonex socks for a second. I swear <laughs> I was never gonna use that word again, but I did. Um, but darn tough socks, I am not crazy about them. Like I like wearing them like as everyday socks. Uh-huh. They're really. Com- I mean, they really are comfortable. When I hike, dude. It's like they see my feet and they salivate and say, let's blister this guy to death. And I get yeah. blisters all over the place. And um, not saying that they're bad socks. I right. mean, how many thousands of backpackers use darn tough socks? A lot. A lot yeah. of thousands. I mean, they are probably the number one sock used by backpackers. Mm-hmm. That and smart wool probably. Yeah. Those are your two big brains. But, I mean, they have the best warranty of anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do to them. Mm-hmm. 
You could accidentally burn a hole. You could take your scissors and cut them in half. They mm-hmm. don't care. It's like there's a there's just like basically if this thing is not working anymore, bring it in. We'll get you a new pair. Maybe they will even replace me if you dry them too long. You can always ask. <laughs> but that is my fault. Yeah. But I do the Ingenji socks. Yeah, Ingenji's I'm, great too. I'm I never thought I'd be a toe sock person because I always made fun of people that wore toe socks. Mm-hmm. But dude, I'm a toe sock person. Like I wear them every trip now. Like it doesn't matter. And if I'm wearing like if it's really wet mm-hmm. and I know it's gonna be really wet and it's gonna be really cold, like I'm I'm hoping to go to Dolly Sod's next month. Mm-hmm. Um if it's and there's always a chance for major mud yeah. in Dolly Sods. So if uh if I end up get being able to go, I've got seal skins that I'll wear. Yeah. But inside my seal skins I'll wear the the uh whatever the toe socks. Toe socks. Yeah. What are the seal skins? Uh seal skins I actually learned from Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. <sighs> he's taught um, us so much. He's 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 our shaman. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh it was it's one of the they're just waterproof socks and they have like three or four layers of sock within them uh-huh. so they're good they don't cause you to blister uh they keep your feet warm i wore them in wisconsin last year yeah and i wore trail runners so i wore trail runners to hike in like a foot or two of snow you're a brave man that are, they're not waterproof and uh but i wore those socks my feet never got wet did anybody wear and boots I didn't, and, and gators well here's the, i gotta tell you this though like okay not only did my feet not get wet from snow, they didn't oversweat either. Wow! So they kept you warm too. It's yeah. like a sock liner. Yeah, it's they're they're somehow I don't know how they did, it. and they're expensive, dude. These are not cheap socks. I think yeah. they're like fifty or sixty bucks for one pair. Wow! But my feet never got wet. Uh huh. Completely dry the whole time. I didn't sweat like crazy, so I didn't have prune feet. Like yeah. a lot of times, you wear something that's waterproof, you prune up or you sweat a lot inside of it. You know, mm-hmm. didn't have any of that. And uh, my feet never got nasty. I wonder how long they take to wet out. I wonder if I were to stand in a creek, how long I could stand there before I get out and my feet would be wet. I don't know. Maybe I can make that a video. Hey, there you go. Maybe you just gave me a video idea. Maybe you can test out all how kinds waterproof, of different How waterproof are seal skins? Yeah. Let's find out. Now, on the Injinji, I, so I'm an affiliate with Injinji. Mm-hmm. on YouTube so am I. and they sent me some and I tried them out and actually I hate to say this because um, I don't want to make Bridget feel bad but one time I asked her to dry my socks out by the fire oh no gone huh well she she melted one of the Ingenji socks oh. and it, it wasn't one of the toe ones now yeah. I wear the toe ones Yeah, I have a pair of the ankle yeah. ankle um, cut toe socks yeah. by Ninjinji. Yeah. And they're fine. Yeah. And I'll take them and I'll wear them. Yeah. But if I had to pick... You like the Darn Toughs. Well, I, I like different ones. I like the Darn Tough and I like the Smart One. I like the Ninjinji. Yeah. They're all fine. I want to try out right socks at some point. I never heard of those. Uh, Tim Watson uses those. I, I I texted with him one day. I was just asking him because he kept talking about these socks that he uses that are double layered. Uh-huh. They're made so that the inside layer... So your feet don't blister. They're yeah. made specifically to keep you from blistering. How do they spell right? Uh, W R I G H T, I think. Oh, it must be somebody's name. Maybe socks. Maybe the starter of the company or something. Maybe. So I'll look it up real quick. I use the NGNG, but I liked. I really liked their um, hiker no toe. It's just like a normal sock. I liked it better than the toe. Well, yeah, the they send that as a two pack, don't they? There's a liner sock, and then you've got the gray sock that goes on the outside. Is that what it is? They sent me 
No, they sent because I've got that. Yeah, they sent a, di- a an assortment of different ones. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Like I don't know, four to six pairs of socks, probably. Yeah. You got the orange camo ones that were the regular toe socks. I don't know what what the colors are, but I know that they sent me liners that were toe socks, liners that weren't toe socks. They sent me maybe they didn't send me liner that were toe. They don't make liners that aren't toe so socks. So it was liner that was not a toe sock. It was a regular sock, just like you normally wear. Yeah, but it's the same material that Ninjinji uses. And they sent me different toe socks, I believe. So my point is, is if I had to pick, and I were buying Ninjinji. I wouldn't buy the toe ones. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't I never get blisters on my toes, in between my toes. Yeah. Now I have had my foot. You know, to get they cut. they don't they don't make a liner sock that's not with toes. You're saying the liner was with toes. All the liners have toes. Yeah, on all the their liner ginger. socks on ingenious. Well, th- yeah. that must be what it is. They, they, I know I they have I know they have an outer sock that's a just a regular sock. I've got it up. Up yeah. behind me right now, so yeah. That's my favorite one. Oh, yeah, they're good socks. They're yeah. really comfortable. Now, with the Darn Tough, um, for Christmas, I had actually bought one myself. I got it at TJ Maxx, and it's $12. Yeah. It wasn't one sock. It was a pair. Yeah. But I got it at TJ Maxx. You can get them on sale there, but here's the problem. They're not under warranty. I know. Darn Tough, not under warranty. You're like, how does that work? How do they know? Because on the bottom... It says something like slightly irregular or something like that. It's printed uh, on there. So I think it's their mess-up socks. I don't know if the the top is too long and the bottom is too short and they or don't whatever. Want, they, won't, uh, they won't sell them. Yeah, that makes sense because they, they don't want to have to – they don't want to claim that as mm-hmm. – uh, that makes sense. So they, they already void the warranty. Yeah. But I was like 12 bucks. I mean, like socks are expensive for hiking if you're getting like real merino wool yeah. and stuff. But you're only wearing them for hiking. So you're only wearing right. them maybe once a month, once every other month, once every three months, depending on like how often you go hiking, maybe mm. twice a year. Right. So, well, I got those. I bought a pair that were slightly irregular. So just beware of that. If you're going out and buying them and you're like, oh, this is a perfect sale. If if they're somewhere like Burks or TJ Maxx or, or, Marshalls, Marshalls, any of those stores, they may have it printed on there and they won't stand by the warranty because something's messed up about them. Right. And I'll still wear them. But Bridget got me a a pair of their hikers. Oh, yeah. And she also got me a pair of liners. Now, I guess they weren't really liners. They were like everyday socks, but they're still by darn tough. Yeah. So they look more like... um, well, they we make everyday socks. socks. Yeah, they make everyday socks. Yeah, so I'm not going to wear those backpacking. But the cool thing about these companies that specialize in backpacking gear, like Darn Tough, is you can get different weights of things. Oh, yeah. So like the socks, if if you get blisters, this is what I was going to tell you. If Darn Tough gives you blisters, it could be you or somebody else, the problem could be the weight of the sock. Like I don't like real thick socks, but some people, they need really thick and maybe I get blisters with really thick. Maybe I need thin, or maybe I need a sock liner. It's like some combination of whatever you need. Now, or, or you tried every one of them and you still got that, blisters. That could and be that, it too. that was me, and that just and that's the thing. It's like we talked about this in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about stuff you don't go budget on. Yeah, like socks are a thing you really want to make sure that they're perfect for you because right. no sock is perfect for everybody. Right, and and I've just learned that with me, like. I started using darn tough socks in 2015, mm-hmm. and 
I would get blisters from time to time. And I wasn't doing this, I wasn't doing backpacking hiking. I was just doing hiking like mm-hmm. five or six miles. I wasn't doing 12, 13, 14, 20 in a yeah. day. Um, and so never had a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, did Kilimanjaro and Kilimanjaro, like the most miles we did was 13 miles. But on the last day when we did 13 miles, uh-huh. my toes blistered. Yeah, and they hadn't blistered the rest of the time. Never blistered the rest of the tires. The mileage was lower. But I learned that with me, just with me, and it's it's no indictment on on Darn Tough. Right. Um, but I don't I'm not an affiliate of Darn Tough. Mm-hmm. I was an affiliate of Darn Tough. And then when I started having all these blister issues, I decided if I'm not gonna use them myself mm-hmm. just for just to be in have some integrity, yeah. I, I I don't I don't have an affiliation with them. Yeah. And affiliate I, means that you can put a link that if people click through and buy something, right. we get a commission. Right. It doesn't mean that you're getting paid by that company right. to talk about their product. Right. It just means that there can be a link. And if, if I talk about it, then I'll put an affiliate link with it. Um, I actually dropped that affiliation. Mm-hmm. Just completely dropped it. Not because I don't bel- I don't think Darn Tough's a good company. It's just that if I'm not actually going to use the product, right. I'm not going to keep doing point? it. So for me, they just never really worked right. Right. And uh, that's why I want to try the right socks. You know, blistering is just an issue for me. It always has been. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of my blisters are between my toes, which is awful. Mm-hmm. And they're all right up in that area. And so going to the toe socks kept those areas from rubbing together. My yeah. The way my feet are, my pinky toe actually sits under my ring toe. Yeah. Like normally, like just sitting barefoot. So you can imagine you hike 15, 20 miles, they're going to rub the whole time. And it's going to blister. Do you think that's genetic or do you think that you wore Probably. Um, two small shoes at some point? No, I've had that my whole life, ever since I was a little okay. kid. I know but, that some people, like, if they run track or something like that, then they get in those sp- shoes specifically made for that, and it's, like, all tight. Yeah. And then their feet look like a hot mess. Yeah. My my son has the same toes I have. Yeah. And his little pinky toe sits underneath his ring toe. Probably it's just, genetic. Just a genetic thing. And mm-hmm. so toe socks are probably what I'm doing from here on out just because it's going to prevent me from dealing with yeah, that. It's you a good know? fit for you. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? So everybody's got something different. Yeah. Let me tell you about something I got. Okay, this yes. This year for Christmas. Yes, I was, I was just about to ask you, what did you so get? I got one thing that's for the podcast, actually. Oh. Yeah. I, I like got, the sound of that. I got a hard shell case for the Roadcaster. Sweet. Now, I don't have it personally yet. My It's it's at my father-in-law's. Mm-hmm. But I know what he got me. He basically let me know what I, what I got. So, uh... But I got a hard shell case for the Roadcaster, so when we want to travel, we don't have to worry about it getting banged up or, or destroyed, yeah. which is really cool. It <sighs> means that we can increase our production value everywhere we go. We'll just start going to like random restaurants and stuff <laughs> and doing, doing podcasts. Um, we'll take two waters and two hours. And in an outlet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have good Wi-Fi? Uh, <laughs> and a Roadcaster is basically our sound device. Yeah, it's, it's what we use to record everything. It's a yeah. mixer, basically. But, um, and then I got a book. And I'm excited about this book because it's a classic book. Uh-huh. It's a book that most anybody who is serious about hammock camping has the book, and it's called The Ultimate Hang. And I've always wanted to get this book, and I've just never bought it. I just keep forgetting to buy it. Uh-huh. And so I've got that book waiting for me as well. So I'm real excited about reading that just to kind of dial in the whole hammock setup and everything. Yeah. Um, I've not given up on tents or anything. I actually have like four tents or something. You know, yeah. I've got tents, but. I really like hammock camping. It's really, I just enjoy being in a hammock if I have a choice. Uh, so I'm excited about getting that book. Um, also, I, I got the GSI insulated cup. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? the little orange one? Well, this one's red, obviously, okay. for 
Ohio State reasons. Oh, um, let's just get straight with that's this. That's okay. Uh, it's beautiful. By the way, team, I'm wearing man. a really nice sweatshirt right now. It's a fleece, actually. It says Buckeyes. It's Nike, and says Ohio State. Ohio State, and and this is this was a gift actually from the minister at my church. He gave this to me for my wow. birthday one year. Fleece on the inside. Let me fleece feel. on the inside. Yeah, dude. My hand's cold. Wow, is dude. that nice? Yeah, that is nice. Dude, I just, mean, I wouldn't wear it, but go cats. Should. I don't know, man. If it got cold enough, you'd want this. Um, <laughs> and we are in my garage. So this feels really good right now. But it is 58 degrees now in the garage, so it's getting warmer. Yeah. But the cup is really cool. Like, the thing, I, I, I've i got a cup like it. Is it the that, same cup that come with my soloist combo kit? No, this one's kind of insulated on the outside. Okay. It's not and, just a sleeve for insulation. Yeah, it's a, sle- it's a sleeve that goes on the outside, but when you pull it off, it's got measurements on the inside of it where you can yeah. see, like, like, if you're measuring water for your... Your pot, which I don't know about you, but those little lines on the inside of the pot don't always help because if it's darker out, it's hard to see them. Mm -hmm. This thing has the lines on the cup, so I can fill my water in the cup and then pour that into my pot. Is your cup transparent? Yeah. Yeah. You just pull the insulated sleeve off the back. Mm -hmm. And then the side has a little handle, a little fabric handle, too. Oh, mine doesn't have a handle. I know. It's awesome. And so I got that coming, too, so I'm kind of excited about that. Got a second uh, B-free filter, a backup B-free filter, and a one-liter... bag for that yeah so yeah i got some cool stuff that i'm I'm excited about nothing huge this year uh-huh. um a few years ago i got my first tent that's a big purchase that was a cool one it was like a eureka midori solo yeah some people still use um eureka all the time yeah that's it's not bad i mean and when i have people going with me and they don't have gear uh-huh. i always loan them that tent yeah now that's it's super a little easy to set up. Yeah, it's like three pounds yeah it's not terrible right so, I mean, it's, it's not like you're giving them a, a five-pound tent or something like that right. and another tent on top of it. <laughs> That's a story for another day, Jeremiah Stringer. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good little tent, and it was a nice gift. And then last year got a few things that were pretty cool. But this year, well, smaller stuff, because I really, you know this, once you get so far into backpacking, you kind of have pretty much everything you need. Mm-hmm. And everything else is just kind of like, okay, it's a replacement for something you already have that might be just a touch better than what you right. have or, um, or a toy or yeah, just something extra. And, and so, uh, there's not like a bunch of needs that I have. I have everything I need for backpacking, but mm-hmm. let's just be straight. If you're a backpacker and you're into gear that you never have everything, <laughs> there's never enough comfort. There's never enough gear. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Can um, we talk about the be free for a second? Yeah, sure, man. This is a hot topic in, in my opinion, amongst the backpacking world. Yeah, there's two major brands that backpackers that I know typically go with. There's three, three. Well, I'm just talking about the two most common that I've seen. Yeah, but I know there's others. I've also seen people using the pump. We got Hydro MSR, Blue. Hydro, you've got Hydro, Hydro Blue, Blue, Sawyer, and and Catadyne. Yeah, and I, I there was a couple of um, people that we ran onto the long, ran into on the long trail that pretty much finished, stayed with us day after day all became a trail family and then finished on the same day and they used the the pump one by MSR yeah, yeah. but then after they saw what we had oh they, they were, were so disappointed they in their asked life. to use yeah our filters cuz i had a sawyer and then somebody else had a bee free so i got the bee free last year for christmas mm-hmm. um for as a gift from a couple of our friends and i used it on like three or four trips and then it stopped working now I don't know if that's user error or am I I'm supposed to submerge it in water the night before, but 
as I'm sure that we've talked before, that's not really a good option for me because if I wake up one day and I want to go and I'm off work, I'm just going to well, go. Yeah, you have no kids. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, so I don't want to have to pre-soak. I don't think you should have to soak your filter. So, But that could be user error. Be freeze wear out, period. It doesn't matter how great you are. doesn't matter... Um, <laughs> It doesn't matter. They wear out, right? You have to. It has a replacement cartridge, and they're like twenty to twenty-five dollars. Right. The Sawyer Squeeze, as long as you back flush it, and you're not back flushing it with like hard water from your sink, you're yeah, using yeah. filtered water. Can't be calcified water, yeah. Right, and if it is, you'll mess them up because I messed up multiple. Yeah. So they don't wear out. I mean, they do, but. They don't, they're not going to wear out in they, my life. They have their own problems. Both have their own problems. Okay. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about it for a second. Yeah. Okay. We got about we got about seven or eight minutes. So okay. We, we'll end with this stuff. Okay. Um, I know the B free, uh, Devin Ashby, who was who's been on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. He actually did an entire video about how you can unclog a B free filter. I still have it. I haven't thrown it in the trash. Yeah. He there. You can unclog it, and he shows a way to do that. And I'm not going to get into all that because it's. That would take up the next twenty minutes, and I'm not doing that. Yeah. Plus, I want people to want to listen to the podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, you can unclog it. Uh-huh. It takes a little bit of work, but it's that or spend another twenty bucks. Yeah. I'll, I'll unclog if it's going to save me twenty bucks, but not know? after three trips. Not after three trips, but that could be some. I don't know what that would be. I don't know if maybe you got silty water or something too. That there's no telling. Um, like your video this past week with Jason, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. And yeah, his, filtering sand water. Yeah, that's just never going to be good for any filter. No. I don't care what filter you use. He was using the V3. Um, Comes out clear, the, the but not fear, for long. The fear with your Sawyer is freezing it. Yeah. In cold weather, it's it's you've really got to be thinking, because if you don't and you freeze it, it has the ability to crack. That is inconvenient. And when it does that, man, you're screwed. Like that water filter is no good anymore, right? And so, so the, you've got that issue with that. Of course, in the summer, it doesn't matter. Yeah, unless you're like in super high altitudes, like in the Sierras or something like that. Yeah. Um. But but I know that's a problem with the Sawyer that I don't believe is a problem with the B free. I don't because know. it's an open because the filter's open. Yeah. So it has the ability to flex and and all that. It's weird. You can't really look into the Sawyer, but from the pictures that they put on the box and stuff, I think that it's filtering through tubes like these tiny tubes. And one thing that's weird is we use these filters, but they don't filter out everything. No, no, no. They like they they filter out stuff like it's gonna make you sick, like Giardia and that kind of stuff. And I've had Giardia. Oh, no good, bro. No, <laughs> no good. <laughs> I told you about that. No uh, the guy that told me you got Giardia, he wasn't filtering his water. Yeah, he was setting the FKT on the long trail while I was doing it. Yeah, and I was like, dude, aren't you gonna get Giardia? Aren't you worried about it? He's like, I already had it twice. Oh, dude, Beast it's, mode. So, it's so bad, dude. Yeah, I'd say so. It's Montezuma's Revenge. Yeah, it's like, going to take you off off trail for sure. Three or four days. Three or four you... days where I couldn't, I was a mess. So dehydrated. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. So bad. So you are right. The Sawyer, that is a big issue that I wish that we didn't have to worry about. Right. And I even slept with my filter whenever we were at the gorge because I didn't know how cold it was going to be, but... 35 is getting pretty close. And you notice on the way out, what was it like down in those bottoms? Yeah, you got down, you got down lower. It, it drops about 10 degrees in the gorge as you'd get lower into the gorge mm-hmm. itself. So, yeah. If we'd have been down there, it would have definitely been freezing. Yeah, everything was – all the leaves and stuff was frozen. It was a crunchy trail at that point. Yeah, yeah, very crunchy. I don't mean just a frost. 
No. Everything was it frozen was ice. down in those. It was ice. Yeah. Yeah. So if Sawyer, I couldn't think of a more perfect filter if Sawyer would make a filter that done exactly that did exactly everything that their filter does, but doesn't freeze. Right. And the B free, its flow rate is so great until it's not. <laughs> Once it's not, that's kind of like the terrible. Sawyer Micro. That's kind of like the Sawyer Micro, except mm-hmm. the Micro is like on another level of bad. Like, yeah. And Tim Watson says that he never had an issue, and then it's user error. Well, if you talk to Dan Becker, he's never had a problem with the uh, be free. I know. That's what makes me think that I may be doing something wrong, mm-hmm. or maybe they're just doing something right. But I, I say just be patient, and it's gonna mess up on you. Oh, I think everything will. Yeah, I think you just that's why that's why we carry like tablets and stuff like I carry potable aqua with me. A hot take. I don't I don't know that my filter is not going to fail, you know, and I've I've had my filter like I had a Sawyer that or was it the Hydro Blue? It was the Hydro Blue that I had. No. Yeah, it was the Hydro Blue that I had that um, it was raining so much when I was hiking. It was like I was out for a week. Uh-huh. And it rained. I was supposed to be out for two weeks, and yeah. it rained so hard for that first week that sometimes when you're filtering your water, if you don't, you know how like if if you don't have it on tight, you'll you'll see the water come out. Yeah, it'll trickle over yeah. where the O ring, and, and is. you'll know to stop, and you'll yeah. you'll tighten it, and then you'll filter your water. Mm-hmm. There's no way to know. So the only thing I can figure is I didn't have my my bag, my Canuck bag. Yeah, it's still the weirdest way to pronounce a word. That's how you say it. Though. That's how you say it. The Canuck bag. Um, I must not have had it on tight enough, and I'm assuming some of the dirty water got out and actually got into my bottle, mm-hmm. and that's how I got Giardia. Yeah, even on the lip of your bottle. Yeah. It, it's enough, one droplet. You just need the one little microorganism to get in there. Yeah. And in a couple of days, it's amazing how many will grow out of that one. I, I heard this on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, how much... How much um, like bacteria and that kind of stuff is in one drop of ocean water? Yeah, one drop. It's like millions of bacteria. Yeah, millions. You yeah. can look it up. Everybody can look it up. It's on a cellular level, man. It's way, way down. It's it's like tiny, tiny. microscopic. I can't remember if it was viruses or what, but I mean, it only takes one drop. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to talk about that for a second. I guess you're right. Every Every piece of gear, whether it's a filter or backpack or whatever, is going to yeah. have its advantages and disadvantages. No, I do know people have had the same Sawyer filter for five years, too. Yeah. And it works great. And I, I I had one that I used, and then I did three or four overnight trips where I didn't have to filter water. Mm-hmm. And so for three months, I didn't use it. Did it dry out? And it dried out, and now I, it's pretty much worthless at this point. See, they shouldn't do that, I think. I, I agree with you on that, but they do. I mean, that's just what they do. Right. And, and so... That's what I mean. Anything can fail. Right. Anything can fail. Because if you remember when I joined you guys in July, mm-hmm. we went out and my filter didn't work. Yeah. And I had to use I had to use Mr. Backpacking with Jason Sir's filter because mine just wasn't working. Yeah. And I back I thought I had back flushed it and everything was good and it just wasn't. A little happy. pro tip. If you're if you're just starting out and you are um you're gonna be filtering water, I always try to get it. From like runoff or a small stream, real moving clear. water. Yeah, and if you if you have to, you can drink that swampyish water. But I try to avoid um, like rivers because mm-hmm. they always seem kind of dirty. What if you're gonna do that? You can take like your buff or a bandana or something, mm-hmm. put it over the lip of your water 
containment. Yeah, your whatever dirty your water dirty bag. water bag is. And then filter. Scoop. It's almost like you're filtering the water before it gets into the bag, yeah. which will help a ton. Mm. And I think that's going to help your filter anytime. But if you have a choice, yes, running water. And if you're near a river, if there is a small like stream or runoff going into it, I always use it instead of the big body of water. Yeah. But I'll drink like water if I filter it. I'll drink, I'll I'll drink anything that I filter. But I've definitely tasted some swampy tasting water. Oh even, yeah, even after it's filtered. Yeah, even yeah. with us out at the gorge, whenever I got it last oh, time, I'm so glad I just cameled up. <laughs> like cam, I can't believe you you only drink two liters. Well, I mean, I knew I knew it was just for overnight, so I I cameled up. I drank like three bottles of water before I even got there. Yeah, and then I had that a full liter for that night, and then I had a full liter for the next morning. Mm-hmm. And I knew once I got to the car, I would I had one waiting for me there too. So yeah, that's true. Camel if it's up. if it's overnight, I'm I'm a little different on stuff. If it's like a two or three day trip, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, because that's stupid. But if it's just an overnight, it's like 35 degrees out. I'm not gonna be sweating a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if I knew it was gonna be sweating a lot, I would have brought three liters. Yeah, yeah, I probably drank two liters or more while we were just around. Yeah. I, but I drink a lot of water. Yeah. But that means you pee a whole lot. So there's like a happy balance. Yeah. But at least, you at least your urine is clear. So, yeah. So you know you're not like dehydrated. Yeah, it's not dark brown. Yeah. Now, I wasn't dehydrated <laughs> or anything, which was the good thing. You know? Yeah. I, I wasn't dehydrated. That's so I wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, the next morning, like, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the dry mouth sandpaper thing mm. it wasn't like that i was i was in good shape plus if you're only an hour from the car that was the other like thing it doesn't matter you don't have to yeah 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 i've said my piece on it man well good my wife is asking if we both want the creole should i say yes oh yeah yeah let's eat some lunch man yeah we're gonna be doing that here in just a second but yeah. um one last thing one last thing congratulations on your most recent video Oh, thank or, you. Dude. Most recent two videos, but you you got over twenty thousand views on a yeah. video you just did last week. Got lucky, dude. That is awesome. Got lucky. Just stay consistent. That is awesome, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Well, thank you, dude. That's some killer stuff, dude. Appreciate that's that. killer stuff. I was telling Jeremiah earlier that uh, when my friends do well, I I celebrate almost as much as if if it was me because it's yeah. just cool when my friends have success. So, congratulations, well, on that means me, dude. a lot. Thank you. Yeah, dude. congratulations. And for myself. And Jeremiah Stringer, thank you for tuning in to the Backpacking Podcast. We will catch you on the next one. Adios.